What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Coffee and cream on Hale Varsity Radio with Andrew Rogers and Damon Benning. McKinnon sprints in motion to the near flat. Mahomes now steps up in the pocket, throws lane wide open, back in the end zone. Touchdown, Kansas City. Marquez Valdez-Scantling on a six-yard touchdown. It feels better. I mean, it feels better than I thought it was going to be now. Um... Obviously, I have a lot of adrenaline going right now, so we'll see how it feels. But uh, I'll hop right into treatment today, tonight and uh, try to do whatever I can to be uh, as close to 100% uh, by next week. But luckily for us, we played the early game on Saturday, so we get an extra almost half a day that I can let that ankle rest. Best voice from a player, Patrick Mahomes? What yeah. Do you think? Yeah. <laughs> Coffee and cream. That half a day does matter, though. I'm not kidding you. Another eight hours, ten uh, hours? Yeah. Don't sleep on it. It's a good deal. Coffee and cream on Hale Varsity Radio, powered by Currency. Damon Benning, Andrew Rogers, live from the H&H Chevrolet stage at Hale Varsity Club. At this time, we'd like to welcome in Nick Athen, CEO of PrimetimeSportsTalk.com. Nick, good morning. Good morning, guys. How you doing? Good. Great to talk to you again, Nick. How are you? I'm doing great, man. I'm just excited for this weekend. You know, we're back, back in Arrowhead for the for the title game as it should be. This is strange. This I feel like this is the first time I've talked to you in the last couple of years where there isn't like the manufactured Kansas City Chiefs fan base chip. Like this one is actually mm-hmm. real because I, it seems like most people think. Cincinnati, if they're not the better team, they're certainly playing better. The cloud with Mahomes' injury and the fact that you won close games late, does it seem like the Chiefs are the 14-win team that they really were (laughs) coming into this one? Well, you never apologize for a win. I don't care if it's one point, three points, five points. It makes no difference. I mean, listen, you know, you're going to play close games in the postseason. You're going to play close games in the regular season. And I, I think what everybody has to understand about this football team, both offensively and defensively, and a lot of people are kind of like not understanding, this is a rebuilding year. And the Chiefs are in the AFC title game. Mm. I mean, completely revamp the, the wide receiver position, um, completely revamp the defense. I mean, you've got five young secondary guys, plus Carl Aftis, who are getting serious minutes. And these kids are uh, outperforming, you know, what I thought they'd be at this point. So, you know, this has a different feel, this game. The, everybody's picking the Bengals. Everybody thinks the is a better quarterback than Mahomes. And for some reason, you know, I, just, I had a bad feeling Saturday. I knew something was going to happen. I just had that gut feeling. Ended up being the Mahomes injury. They still win. I think Sunday has an opportunity for Patrick Mahomes to have one of the career highlights uh, 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 of, of his tenure in Kansas City, I think this is the biggest game that he's played since he's been in Kansas City. Mm. Nick, 
something that uh, we talked about uh, about a month ago when we were talking coach of the year and things like that. We mm-hmm. thought Andy Reid, of course, should be in that mix. And for this reason in particular, one, if Tyreek Hill was still on this team, if you still had all, all of the greats from the, the one Super Bowl team, Andy right. Reid would be getting showered with love. Like he's a great, he's this fantastic coach. He, you know, his brain works differently than other coaches in the NFL. Versus this mm-hmm. year, he's making do with a lot of new phases on the team. Like you kind of, like you right. kind of stated in your last response. But are people giving Andy Reid enough credit for the work that he's doing this year? Because if things would have gone south, wouldn't people be calling for his head? Well, I don't think so. He's got enough. He's got enough cachet. I mean, you know, he's number two, and you know, postseason victories, and and he's got his Super Bowl, and you know, he he he's done about everything you could do as a head coach. So he really can't do any wrong at this point. But yeah, you know, the off season plan could have gone considerably south very fast. Now there were there were a lot of factors as to why they moved Tyreek Hill, um, and I think it was a good move. And obviously it paid dividends in the draft last year and also again this year. But, you know, you've got all, like I said, you've got all those new faces. You've got, you know, four new wide receivers. McCole Hardman's been injured most of the year. You know, you still have Travis Kelsey. You know, you still have a couple of tight ends behind him that are still kind of feeling their way through the NFL. And I think if you just take a look at that, and plus the tackles for this football team have been, have been bad. Um, now they played good in the second half against the Jaguars and they're going to have to be brilliant on Sunday, but you take all these factors in in the same place they were the last four years, you know, in the final game and before the Super Bowl. So I think it's remarkable. I think it's been a brilliant plan. It's obviously worked. Um, but Andy Reid, you know, he, he's in charge and, you know, I don't know if you guys watched his press conference yesterday. He was in serious business mode. He didn't want to talk about the Holmes injury. He didn't want. He just wanted to get back to coming up with a game plan to defeat the Bengals. That's the most serious Andy in a press conference probably in about two or three years. Nick, full disclosure: the opening of the show, we were going back and forth about this, and I said I like the Chiefs. I like the Chiefs for a couple reasons. Number one, it's because. and edgy Mahomes is my favorite Mahomes because he always feels like there's something he's got to prove. But the other thing I said is outside of they both share some clock time management things, Zach Taylor, Andy Reid, I like the fact Andy Reid will have to get in the lab for this game. Like I like yep. the Andy Reid factor, and maybe he'll even have to use Pacheco more. Like – are you getting that sense that this is an Andy Reid type game? Yeah, I don't think Andy's left Arrowhead since Saturday. <laughs> uh, I really don't. I, I think he's he's been there the entire time. I don't, you know, his poor wife's probably not going to see him till after the game Sunday night. But uh, you know, I think I think you're right. He's in the lab. Um, he knows what he knows the situation with the homes. He knows he's going to play. I think Mahomes is going to be close to 100%. There was a picture of him yesterday working out with no tape on his ankle. So I don't, I don't know if that was a legit photo. But, you know, Andy knows this is an important game for his legacy. It's an important game for the organization. Um, it's important because it's the, it's the Lamar Hunt trophy. And everybody thinks the Chiefs are going to lose. I mean, 90% of the people really believe that the Bengals are the better team. The Bengals have the Chiefs number. 
And I can tell you in that locker room from, from day one, week one, all they wanted is to play the Bengals in the postseason at home again to show that was a fluke. And they won't melt down like they did last year. They learned a valuable lesson. And uh, so Andy knows that. He knows what's at stake. And I think you're going to see plays that we haven't seen in a really long time. And I think the Bengals aren't quite sure what level of Mahomes they're going to be facing. And they're going to have to adjust their defense a little bit as well. We're talking to Nick Athen at Chiefs Insider on Twitter. Nick, how much do you think the injury of Patrick Mahomes will limit his play in this game? Do you think it's going to hinder it a lot, a little, or not at all? Not at all. I mean, if he's going to have to run, he's going to run. If he's going to have to jump off one foot, he's going to jump off one foot. Unless that leg is sawed off, (laughs) you know, maybe then we have an issue. But, you know, listen – Patrick Mahomes has carried his football team for five seasons now. And it's time the defense and the special teams do their part and and carry Patrick Mahomes if he's not 100%. Even if he's 80%, that's enough. Um, And it's going to boil down to his ability to handle pain, which obviously he's got a high threshold. His drive is second to none, um, and he can back it up. And um, I think – I think he's going to be okay. I think he's going to do virtually everything that he normally does, and he's going to give it his all. Um, he's going to do everything it takes to, to, to help his team win. Nick, I'll get you out of here on this one. Uh, I, I like the young corners. I like McDuffie. I like I like the secondary. But the key matchup for me is, is centers around mm-hmm. the guy that I called the steal of the draft uh, a year ago at Nick Bolton. The, that second-level crew working with Nick, Nick, Nixon out of the backfield, the checkdowns, you got to find a way to neutralize Hurst. When you look at the game within the game defensively, are you wanting to generate more pass rush again? Is it controlling that intermediate passing game? What's the key for you when Burrow has the ball? you got to bring five guys. Okay, You can't, you can't do an all-out blitz because he's just going to kill you. Now, one thing that the Chiefs' corners did really well um, is that they turned their head to look for the ball toward the quarterback. They haven't done that exceptionally well this year, but over the last couple of games against the Raiders and the Jaguars, these young corners have been more cognizant about where the football is and turned their heads around, and that's going to be key. But Bolton and Gay are going to have to blitz. They're going to have to be aggressive. Where the Bengals had the Chiefs number back in December was they went in a lot of all-out blitz, and Burrow just took that extra second or half a second, and he just killed the Chiefs with good coverage. Mm-hmm. And I think they have to have those linebackers underneath at times. They're just going to have to change the defense up. Look at what the Bengals did to the Bills, and look at how often – you know, they move their corners and their safeties and their linebackers around to create blitz opportunities. And a lot of times these guys were untouched. And then you look at the big play against Jacksonville, you know, Justin Reed makes the, the pressure um, and it caused the interception. So those are the kind of things they're going to have to do. But the biggest key for me in this entire football game is going to be Chris Jones. He's had a brilliant career. He has zero sacks in the postseason. He could have sacked Burrow last year to kind of probably seal the win for the Chiefs. He couldn't get it done. 
think this is, like Mahomes, this is probably the biggest game of Chris Jones's career and the opportunity that he has. If he gets two sacks and, and Frank Clark plays his usual postseason, uh, postseason heroics, you know, I think the Chiefs have a pretty good chance to win this football game. But all those things said, the defense, and I said this when Mahomes went down, you know, during the game, if the Chiefs want to get back to the Super Bowl, it's going to be the defense that's going to carry them, and they've got to play big on Sunday. Nick, we appreciate your time this morning. Thanks so much. Enjoy the rest of your day. Thanks, Nick. All right, guys. Thanks for having me on. appreciate you. That's Nick Athen, CEO of PrimetimeSportsTalk.com. Toss him a follow on Twitter, at Chiefs Insider. And you, I told you, he's, he's a fan. Yeah, he is a fan. He is a fan. I, I couldn't believe he called them in rebuilding mode. Like, I, I know, like, to a degree. So I know a couple of Chiefs fans that said not this year, but next year. I don't, I've never heard the R word. I, I, if the, if the they la- would have so lost it's Travis just funny. Kelsey, yeah. then they think they go in rebuilding mode. But yeah, you still but, had your number one target. And we just act like they just didn't. Clyde Edwards Lair, I mean, vitamin D, whole skim. I mean, just milk card, right? Mm-hmm. It's like mm-hmm. there was a stretch in the middle of the season where we couldn't even name three of the four starting wide receivers. <laughs> then all of a sudden, Kadarius Tony gets healthy. We wondered if Kelsey's best days were behind us. Who's this Pacheco guy? <laughs> I've heard, I, it all, actually, I've heard it all year. I, I feel think listen, Pacheco was on people's radar more than any other player. But listen, I'm talking about not running the ball. Oh, okay. Yeah, not I'm like okay. like okay. they don't they don't he doesn't yeah. get the ball. Yeah, sure. But but here's the thing though. I felt like I had to defend the. I'm not a Chiefs guy. I they're the fan base drives me nuts. But I felt like, are you guys serious? Like this is this is still the best team in the AFC. They ha- that's the best quarterback in the league. I'm not sure there's an exec out there that could keep his job that says all things being equal, you get to take one quarterback, and they don't take Mahomes. <laughs> like, like, what are we talking about yeah, here? Best quarterback. Well, best quarterback one, in the one score games, and they don't cover. Shoot, neither did the Bills. They get inflated lines because they have superstar, you know, they have superstar quarterbacks, but – Unless you don't want the unless you don't want the price tag that comes with him, yeah. I mean that'd be the only thing. I'm telling you, Chiefs are winning. You pay somebody like that though to win you football games to win you a Super Bowl. You know, you pay we, the best guy to do that. We had Nick on in another lifetime with Damon and I. We had him on like I think it was like four years ago, and he made a prediction at the beginning of the season. What was it? Uh, the Chiefs are going to win. Win the Super, win the Super Bowl. Bowl. Yeah. yeah, and little beyond they did. Lucky them. Well, and. It goes to show that good administration goes a long way. Yeah, see, their front off, that's what I love. Like, you have one of the best general managers in football. You got a great head coach. Like, we're just, we're going to act like Andy Reid hasn't won 10 games in the postseason with two different teams? Come on, man. Mm -hmm. Like, (laughs) right. That's why I think people would be calling for his head if if not not a chance. Not a chance. I really do. Right. If things, and, if they would have gone, if listen, they would have been a six-win team this Andy year, Reed people would be like, "We can't do it what with Andy went Reed. on with his family. He can survive a bad season. Trust me." But I'm not saying he can't survive. It, it. doesn't I'm matter though. The, the, the brass isn't going the, br- to, the brass isn't going to do anything with him. The fans can say what they want, and I don't think they would. I think they would. No.
If if his season would have gone sideways, I think they would have. People are not giving him enough credit for the season he's had. Look at that offensive line. They have to play Orlando Brown Jr. for Pete's sakes. I'm with you. I mean. I am with you. Wiley hadn't been able to play dead sometimes. (laughs) There's no way. Uh, He's a team. Give me the Chiefs, man. Transitioning to the local side of things here. What, ha- so what happens if what happens if Hundley doesn't fumble, reaching the ball over the goal line against the Bengals? Mm-hmm. That game's tied. Do you, do you know how the, you know how much? And I listen. If anybody loves Burrow, I love Burrow. And you need a little. You need a little what we would call puck luck, right, to win games. But the Bengals have been able to catch a few breaks and capitalize. Now they whip the Bills pretty good. No, no question about that. But there are some timely things that have happened. I go back to last year to get to the Super Bowl. They've caught some breaks. I, I just feel like even though Joe Cool is 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 my dude, like he's probably the one guy I'd want to go hang out with. I'm going to take the Chiefs in this one, and I don't blame you. I actually like the Chiefs as a dog. I didn't like them at one and a half. I can't believe how the line fl- – I did not expect you to hear – where'd you pull that off of? Uh, DraftKings. Mm-hmm. Plus two, huh? Mm-hmm. I was thinking maybe – because it opened Plus up what? 105 to- for the money line. I may hammer that. I thought it – well, if you're going to do – yeah, you probably do, right? If – get you the plus money. But Why I, not? I figured – because what did it open? It opened two and a half. It got bet I all saw the it way the other way. one and a half. And got bet the other way. Because people were – taking the Bengals and hammering them. Hey, I don't know if you've heard this before, but Cincinnati is 4-0 against Buffalo and Kansas City, mm-hmm. their last four. Yeah. I listen to Ryan Clark I'll tell you what, that. I'll tell you what, though. If, if I'm taking any, any quarterback in this game, I take Mahomes over Burrow all day, every day. That's hard, even though I do think Mahomes is the, the best quarterback in football because Burrow is clutch. He's Mahomes I, is, too. No question. But I, I wouldn't be as def- – I wouldn't be as um, – Matter of fact, it's a, that would be a tough for me. Like game-winning drive, both guys, that's tough. I'm taking Mahomes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can't really go wrong. Right. Oh, Burrow. Does anybody have better po- – my man Burrow used the word refunds. You think that stuff doesn't stick in his craw? <laughs> Burrow, he is remembers. I- Burrow is icy. He remembers. You <laughs> talked about puck luck, too. How about Matt Rule uh, on the ice in Omaha yesterday hey, taking a wh- shot from the blue line? See, and I didn't comment on it because I don't want to be that skirt and pom-poms guy for the staff all the time. That wrister was silly. He's been on ice before. Had to have been. <laughs> He's been I on know, ice before. I don't know who he was trying to fool. Like, the ease in which he did that. And he goes, should hey, I slap shot or wrist, wrist shot? shot? Yeah, I'm like. Hey, I'm just going to wrist shot. And I'm Puts talking. Right f- yeah, I was like, ugh, he's filthy. You know what? He's probably that guy that. I let know, it ride, though. He, he shows up at a hockey game as a fan. He's the lucky one that gets picked to go to center ice to take one shot into the little slit. You know how everybody has the, the putt on a basketball court, but on the ice you go into the little slit. He's the guy that buries that but shot. But it looked like he'd been out there before. And trust me, I, I, was, I took uh, Mike and one to go ice skating. He went to Moylan uh, Saturday night. Mm-hmm. His friends were ice skating. I'm watching some of these guys out there. I'm like, this is a hazard. This is a flat-out health hazard. The ice is not a place to be if you're a rook. I, I've never skated. I have, and I hurt like heck for three days. <laughs> Were you holding on to the boards? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
you know, and I try to go, and my I just remember my my groin. This I just hurt. Did you Bambi? No, like the sprawling legs. Yeah. No, because I had two really good buddies. Um, one since passed away, Nate Coleman. Uh, like kind of taught me how to skate. He was a really good hockey player. I had three good friends that were good hockey players: Ted Lowndes, Kobe Boykins, and Nate Coleman. All could skate in high school, mm-hmm. and it was them and the swimmers that would, you know, they'd come to school or something, and their hair would be wet. Or and I'm like, where are you guys? You know, shower. Oh, we had practice. Yeah, swimmers well, always had practice I'm at like, like 4 a.m., 5 a.m. <laughs> and that was back when you didn't have near as many sheets of ice as you do in Omaha now because now I think you have a couple of options. There was only one at that point mm-hmm. in time, so ice time was hard to come right. by. Yeah, good administration leads to results, though. You talk about it from the NFL level all the way on down. You, you see the work that when, when Matt Rule comes to, to Omaha yesterday with Trev Alberts, like they're all working tandem together. They're all in it for each other's success. It's what makes you want to stick around. Um, I was walking to uh, Mikey's game Saturday or Sunday, and the guy parked behind me, and we were just talking about Nebraska football, and he goes, man, I, I like this administration. He goes, can you imagine if Bo had a good administrator? I kind of like Bo. You just can't talk to people like that, but I like Bo. Can you imagine Bo with Trev? I just right was there. like, shoot, man, I'm just trying to imagine Matt Rule with Trev. <laughs> it's just weird. Yeah. You know, it's I, just, I'm living in the present right now. Yeah, but, it's, but, I, but to your point, mm-hmm. like good leadership. And we're talking right. about adults needing good leadership. That's how difficult you know it is. Yeah. You know, when other grown-ups need other grown-ups in their corner, like you know it's hard. And think about, like, what UNO was able to do with good administration. Like, taking the UNO route here. Well, their f- um, the, the, f- the fiscal wherewithal was the big thing. I mean, where they got that to where it was. Mm-hmm. And now those guys working in tandem at the university. Right. Doug, Doug Ewald and Trev. 200 former UNO football players were at a UNO basketball game just two weeks ago. Yeah. This is data back to last spring when they were trying to get the football team to come back yeah. and just be alums of the school because of the ill will that was present there. Mm-hmm. And by one player throwing out the first pitch, now six months later, eight months later, 200 football players are back. Yeah. I mean, Crutch has a lot to do with that, right? The former football guy, but, you know, Aiden and, or Adrian and those guys just working just to make a concerted effort, uh, I think, is, is a beautiful mm-hmm. thing. Goes a long way. Yeah. Hey, that spe- was that was super touchy for me. Speaking of the ice, um, as we wind down this segment before we get to John Fanta, can you believe the Mavericks are in position to host no. a playoff? Well, if you if I would have had to have told you that the first handful of games this season were going to be how they eventually turn mm-hmm. out to play defense and stop the puck mm-hmm. on January twenty fourth, I'd have told you you were crazy. Remember, we were we were still auditioning goalies, <laughs> right? <laughs> right, and Kaharski's been awesome. Yeah, so it's like, yeah, come come a long way. Currently well, in third place, top four host a first round, uh, first round of the league playoffs at home, and UNO has never hosted a playoff at Baxter. And it's cool to see Gabs getting some run too. I saw him on was it Channel Seven last or the weekend? Um, hockey, as you know. Hockey gets fun at that arena 
in January. Mm-hmm. Remember, we were talking earlier. He's got to wait, wait till past Christmas. Let you all have St. Cloud State coming up. <laughs> you have North Dakota again coming up. These are big series. And you will make some noise. I will make some noise. Yeah. You got that right. I don't think the North North Dakota is not a home. I, I believe that's on the road. Is St. Cloud State at home? It's at home. I think it's. It's a home and home, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they this play two at home. Yeah, this one. Yeah, this one's at home. So St. Cloud State's at home. Yeah. North Dakota's on the road. Now, they've also never been to the NCHC Frozen Faceoff. And if you would have told me at the start of the year that this is the team, if, if you matched up last year's lineup and this year's lineup together, and you told me the latter was going to have a chance to be a Frozen Faceoff team, you'd have been buying me breakfast. Again? I would have been buying you breakfast because I would have taken the other. Mm. I would have taken the sure option. <laughs> you know who is the sure option? John Fanta. We'll oh, talk to him can't next. Wait. Energy of Nick, energy of John. Let's energy go. Energy up. Here we go.